0: Action park Media,
1: Kia ora everyone, uh, very exciting guest on today, Polly PJ Harding. You'll know her from. ZM, you know her, she did radio in Australia as well. She's a bloody legend. I feel like I've known her for, I think over a decade. It may even be like, ooh, to age myself, maybe like 15 years. Um, She's always such a delight and a gem. Always so open, so raw. If you aren't familiar with her, you need to get familiar with her. She's taking a big life pivot. We're gonna dive into that. And she's just gonna make the most amazing mother. So we talk about, yeah, pregnancy too. All the juicy delights. This is Pretty Depressed with Polly. I think I first met this lady. I met her at ZM early on, but I first was wowed by her when she was interviewing Calvin Harris at Rhythm and Binds. And I was like, this chick is badass. Uh, Her name is Polly PJ. I love her. We connect, I would say annually is probably when we catch up, but I feel like she's one of my, my good, consistent... Friends, she's a role model, and I'm so excited to have her here. So, Polly, PJ, how are you?
0: Well, when you say badass interview, do you just mean bad? Cause I was very fresh back in the day. No, I remember being
1: like I, I think that there was something that I have always romanticized about women in radio. And it's this confidence, it's the ability to laugh at oneself that I think is kind of unparalleled. And I think you, Bree, um, Athena, Sharon, like, are definitely women that I've gotten H- Haley as well. Like that, I've gone, these tricks are badass, and I've always felt that way. I think mm-hmm. when you kind of live, I don't know. I felt like I wasn't living my true, authentic self because I kind of had this depression thing going on. So you guys just being so transparent all the time, I always really admired it. So you can. I mean That's it. really kind. The place I want to start is with Life Pivots because you've taken one kind of recently. Recently, mm-hmm. since I spoke to you last, making yeah. the move from Australia back to New Zealand. What seems like you, uh, what do you got
0: going on? You tell okay. me. <laughs> Hang on. <gasps> okay. I'm not, Did you I'm lose sorry. me? Was I lost no, in no, the chance No, no, no. Somewhere? You just went into like, you just minimized. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Kim's gone small. She's sorry. tiny. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> So tell me about
1: this life pivot, because as an external person to you, I was like, you are ticking all the boxes, thriving overseas, and next minute you're back in New Zealand and you've kind of taken this whole life. You're pregnant now, which is exciting. Your cat made it to New Zealand. So what is that? Because life pivots, a lot of people are doing them and it's not comfortable. Mm,
0: Yeah, Um, big life pivot. And I would put it down mainly to COVID, I'd say I was probably always going to end up where I am, just this soon, perhaps not. And I think COVID accelerated a lot of things for a lot of people. And for me, it was doing long distance in Melbourne while my partner was back here in New Zealand. My dad passed away at the end of 2019, which was very tough. And having to be away from your family during a time where you need them the most and they need you, I think just really hit home for me. Where I wanted to be And it was weird I was like I don't know Where I'm going to go next I don't know What I'm going to do next But I had this Calling from inside my heart It kind of just got To this point Where I was like I can't neglect That calling Or else I'm going to End up sick I know I'm just going To end up miserable I have to follow this And god it was scary It was terrifying How long did you
1: wrestle with it?
0: Oh uh, Well Definitely As COVID kind of took hold. So I had about seven months apart from my part away from my partner. And when I finally got home in 2020, um, which was maybe September, October, I really started romanticizing with the idea of coming back, Yeah, you know, yeah. things just weren't normal. And as you would have experienced, things that I take for granted of getting over to Australia so quickly. I just, you couldn't do that anymore. You couldn't make normal plans. And I was like, well, if I have to choose between the two, where do I want to be? Hmm. So I, yeah, started really thinking about it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, are you crazy? And then I guess I started actually dropping seeds to those around me and making it a bit more of a reality. And And yeah, it was sort of, gosh, beginning of 2021, I knew that I was going to wrap up. And I finished midway through 2021.
1: Was there any mourning involved in, I mean, you did what so many people in the radio biz <laughs> to do, you know, like work your way up to having primetime shows in New Zealand and then elevate that even more by then being called over to do it in Australia. Like, was there any mourning or, or were you comfortable with closing that
0: door? Oh, there was absolutely mourning. Um, you know, a big part of me had grown up On the radio, I'd shared so much On air And and I didn't really know Who I was not being on the radio Like it was just such a big part of my identity And at the time I think when I kind of decided to move away I was like, no, I don't need I don't need like the gratification From people, I don't need the comments I don't Mm -hmm. need the compliments I did (laughs) Like once (laughs) I stepped away I realised That I yeah it was a part of me that I had to say goodbye to and I had to grieve in a way um and it got easier over time and as I started to sort of reestablish who I am not on the radio all the time I think that how, was actually- how do you do that
1: because I think oh. a lot of people like well or what did or didn't work because I think that's a really big thing like if I was to say I'm throwing in the towel for acting right now I'd be like I'm sorry So what value do you add to the world? Nothing. Like, I'd be like, I don't know how I, what
0: do I do with my hands? Like I don't know, Kim. I think I was already craving going back to the basics. I was craving a simpler time. And I don't know if that was just from overstimulation from being on the radio during a really depressing time with COVID news every day. I was just so to get away from that so i think initially it was really refreshing being in the country you yeah. know having absolutely not having no pressure to speak on certain issues it was just nice to be able to go and hide and <laughs> kind of hibernate which is what i did for a while um and i think that was kind of maybe the key i actually just needed a hibernation period wow. and I, I always wanted some
1: stuff to yourself, I imagine, because you're right. Like you've literally shared everything for like nine years or something like everything yeah. that happens to you. Everyone well, I mean, knows about it. Yeah.
0: So it was, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a stark change, but I think also probably kind of healthy, kind of a healthy reset. Yeah. I think you can get burnt out in this industry And you can start to resent it. And I just knew I was going to resent it had I stayed in that role, which is, which might seem bizarre to people because it was a dream job, right? On paper. But just for me, it was, I just knew I had to do that, that decision. And so, yes, it was a pivot, but, and I think people were like, oh, that's the end of your career. No. No. It, it wasn't the end of my career. And I almost like to see myself putting myself on ice. Yeah, you're just saying, Brief pause, start a family. Yeah. 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 And, and just re start kind of establish. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. I always wanted to do a podcast. Again, I had serious like self confidence issues going out on my own because I had been so attached to Jace mm-hmm. as my personal brand. And so, doing something on my own I was like oh my god, imposter syndrome I can't do it like I'm no one without him um so I had to really wrestle with those thoughts and that's why it took so long for it to actually come out because I was yeah I guess pumping myself up
1: (laughs) what was was helpful like what was helpful in the in the pump up because the longer you left it did it get harder
0: Yes. So I think you just, even if it's not perfect, you have to take the dive. I got to that point. I was like, people, you know, scrutinize and they put so much pressure on themselves to do it perfectly. But I think sometimes the best thing you can do is just get it out there because you dread that so much. Like the worst part is, is thinking. And I know you can relate to this is what are you talking imagining about? <laughs> is is dramatizing how that's going to be received and you kind yeah. of imagine all the, the comments and in the, in the reception of it. So I just kind of had to get past that and do it.
1: Rip the band aid off.
0: Yeah, which I mean, at the end of the day, it was just a podcast, and I've been doing radio for years. Like, it wasn't even
1: like your personal thing that you're going. I made this, and anytime you release anything to the world, it's like I put my and it's it's you. It's not like here's something I'm paid to do by a brand. It's like here's my art. Please enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Please like it. And if you don't,
1: I call with that too, but please like me. Yeah, no, I I get that. Something I really wanted to talk to you about is is grief and reason being, you've spoken a lot about your experience with your dad. And I, I imagine there are many people out there who have lost a parent, maybe lost two parents or lost someone who is in, a, in an important role in their life. And having to go through that and work and things at the same time. I was just curious into your journey of things that you found helpful that people did or didn't do for you and so that we can be better because whether it's us or it's a friend or family member who might go through something.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's funny because I remember prior to losing my dad, I would probably always walk on the side of caution when anyone I knew had lost a loved one and you're so worried about saying the wrong thing, right? And you're yeah. worried about offending them and you're like, Oh shit, maybe it's just better if I, if I distance myself, I learned that that's actually not the best approach, you know, be human in that situation and do reach out because I think any human contact in that sense is actually really welcome. And
1: mm. people
0: probably are more isolated and alone than you realize Um you know, just a literal simple, simple message, Mm -hmm. like so simple, just thinking of your whatever or anything I think um, does make a difference. And, Mm. and yeah, it's something that I remember when I was going through with my dad, I was just so grateful for people reaching out and I was like, Oh my God, I probably haven't done that over the years because I was, you just, you're so worried you're going to put your foot in it, but Mm. it's, you know, you don't need to worry about that. So
1: worried about maybe, like I know for me, sometimes you're worried like, oh, you don't want to overwhelm them with. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like worried that by reaching out, it might be a hindrance, but that's good to be reminded that,
0: yeah. And I think maybe even down the track, I think initially, obviously people are inundated with messages, but it's sort of like as the month or two goes by, you know, things settle down and that's when things can get really tough. So remembering that it is. Yeah, grief isn't linear and it can pop up at any time. And so I think, yeah, maybe maybe it's not that initial message, but it's just a bit down the track, just checking in on them and um, just a simple gesture is so helpful.
1: Yeah, that's really good to know. Um, was this, uh, and speak to this as much or as little as you want to, <laughs> was this journey into motherhood something that you
0: were intentional about? <laughs> yes, but it was kind of like a roll the dice at the same
1: time. Okay, great. That's fun. I definitely. It's so interesting because yeah, yeah. I I feel like um, it's such an exciting journey. Just the way it looks from the outside, it's like life change, moving to the country. It feels like you were like, I've got a year and I'm going to do this. (laughs) And I'm all for it. I'm like, if you're a planner, Fuck yeah, let's plan the shit out
0: of this. (laughs) It was kind of like, oh, like, because we're engaged and um, planning a wedding, I don't know, around COVID times was just like, fuck. And my parents got married at like a registry office and like my brother got married in the garden. And I don't know, I've just always really struggled with the idea of spending so much money on one day. Yep. And yeah, I definitely had started really feeling the, the, craving of being a mother even though I have fucking no clue like no clue but there was just this urge and so yeah it wasn't necessarily like super super deliberate but it wasn't not planned so it was oh. kind of somewhere in the Fair middle enough. like it was definitely on the horizon and then maybe it just happened a little bit earlier but great but rolling with it
1: I'm just like so curious of what that feeling is when you find out that you are pregnant. I've taken a couple of pregnancy tests in my life, but I've always yeah. been like, please not be pregnant. please."
0: Don't <laughs> be <laughs> <not."> <laughs> I do have taken many. Okay. And-,
1: <laughs> and being like, okay, what do I do if I am? Who do I call? How yeah. do I, especially yeah. when you get to an age where it's like. You are like Kimberly Crossman, figure your shit out. Like we shouldn't be crossing our fingers and peeing on a stick (laughs) past that. Um, (laughs) There is
0: nothing wrong with that. No judgment.
1: No, no, Um, only judgment on myself. (laughs) But but I imagine
0: that's kind of a pretty overwhelming feeling. Even if you want to. Out of body experience. Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, everything kind of just sort of went blurry around my eyes. I was in the bathroom and I was like, what what because i think Do another like one days. it's faulty yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i did another one and i was about three days late i think mm-hmm. classic me like oh yeah i get one because I, I i bulk bought like pregnancy tests like that was just yeah <laughs> and um and then i just got in the bath i literally oh, great <laughs> Did
1: you run the bath or you just lay
0: in it? <laughs> no, I should run the bath. Okay, yeah. Although you're not meant to have really, really hot baths when you're pregnant. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that at the time. Oh, anyway, it was all good. Um, so, yeah, I just got in the bath and then about an hour later, I had to pick my partner up. He'd been away for the weekend. Oh, my God. And I just told him in the car. And he was <laughs> hey, like, you have a good weekend. we looked at each other. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So we just like kept on like looking at each other. What? What? <laughs> and then... Um, and then yeah, it takes it takes a while to kick in. Yeah, I bet it's a very surreal feeling. And then I bet
1: the next day you wake up and you're like, da da, da Oh my
0: God. Like remember? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. For a lot, a lot of my pregnancy I've had to do that. I've had to be like, I'm pregnant. And that's right. You forget. What
1: do you what are you nervous about in this journey?
0: Mm, um, well, I actually wrote about this yesterday. Yeah, I did that before on my uh, Instagram, and it was crazy how much it resonated with people. Because it turns out these feelings they happen after you've had the child as well, and yes. it sounds like forever. I guess it's you know being able to fulfill the role of a mother. Um, you want to do it right. You want to make sure that you're there for your child. And at the end of the day, it's not just a temporary thing. This is like forever, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> you are the person that is bringing them into the world. So I think it's like, oh, my God, I have been very self-oriented up until this point in my life. And I have no problem with that. I kind of, you know, I champion that. I have always been good at putting myself first. But, um, yeah, it's going to be such a change when the baby comes into the world. So it's, I guess, processing how different things are going to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of surrendering. Like my biggest theme right now is surrender because there's going to be so much you can't control.
1: How are you you at, and I'm asking this for myself as someone who's going, Mm. I'd like to just surrender. I'm like, nope. we're going to go with the strangulation approach, um, which Mm is my default of like, Mm. I want something. Let me strangle it until it's mine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll find a way. Uh, so, you know, if I think my cats are about to fight, it's okay, guys. Oh, sorry. Your
0: names?
1: I'm going to go throw a pen to just distract them. Yep. Now they're both float, <laughs> run away. They hate each other. It's this constant, like, as soon as I'm doing something important, one of them's like, I'm going to go fuck the other one up real quick. So what are their names? Powder and Little. I love them dearly, but they don't like each other. So it's this constant yes. game that I play. Oh. Um, anyway, mm. I wanted to talk about you this idea of surrendering, how do you get to that place? So you've made some pretty massive life changes. Also Mm. life has made some pretty big changes to you in
0: the last few years.
1: Yeah. How are you this beautiful Zen human? (laughs)
0: I'm not, I'm not a beautiful Zen human all the time. You are though. No, no. You don't have to be it all
1: the time, but I would say right now in this moment, you feel pretty like, I, where I would aspire to be of like, just, I guess trust would be the word trusting that what is for you won't pass you by trusting that this is the right path and that you feel like you're on the right track.
0: That is exactly what the art of surrendering is though. It is that yeah. trust that things will work out and there are going to be things beyond your control that you just have to let go of and everything else. just. And is probably I mean,
1: always good at this. No. Or is this a new skill? And if it's a new skill, Tell us
0: how to get it. Um, No, Polly Harding is not always good at this. Polly Harding is definitely uh, prone to catastrophizing and um, worrying about things and going down a spiral very quickly. But she knows that she's a way better human um, when she can take a step back and have a broader perspective on the situation and know that the world is not, in fact, falling in. Mm. Um, so I think perspective is really important. And, you know, I even just went for a simple walk this morning and I was like, oh, this makes me feel good. And I realized I have been neglecting myself over the last couple of weeks. You know, it's just such simple things that, you know, work that sometimes you just don't do and you get out of a habit. So I think it's, it is reinstating those simple techniques, you know, that work for you that help bring you back to your center, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, whether that's meditation, whether that's a walk, whether that's spending time with your cat, you know, mindfulness looks different for everyone, but I think it's just having those moments. What are a couple of top ones
1: for you for mindfulness? Like where are you at in that journey?
0: Um, Yeah, well, meditation was, meditation I know can really put people off when they hear that word because it can sound Daunting, mm-hmm. And people are like, I can't sit still. But I did do a course on it a few years ago. And I'm so glad I did because prior to that, I couldn't really sit mm-hmm. quietly. But they they give you a mantra mm-hmm. and you learn that and you just go for 20 minutes. And so if I couldn't really. Yeah.
1: Were you doing transcendental? I was doing If anyone doesn't um, know what it is, transcendental meditation is... And yeah, you have to take a course basically and mm. learn. It's a it's a type or brand of meditation. Any period? Of it. who's very <laughs> a successful. Lot of people have done it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who's very successful though, and who I would say, notably, especially on film sets when it's very chaotic, I've met some directors who I'm like, how are they so calm? And sure enough, they all do TM. They take an hour in the morning, and they do it.
0: Mm, yeah and I mean like that might not be for everyone absolutely um Give very it a nudge. try it explore <laughs> it yeah Give it a nudge yeah if it's something that tickles your fancy it definitely helped me um mm. through breakfast radio not getting enough sleep oh my god it was amazing uh it helped me with grief it helped me with a number of things I think just managing that stress of quite a stressful job at the time um so, yeah, and now it's funny that I'm not doing a high stress job at the moment that I've probably let some of those things, which I was probably quite strict on in the past, um, go. So it's just now nah, getting that um, motivation and
1: mm-hmm.
0: my routine, I guess, uh, because I know it makes me feel so much better.
1: Uh, I want to ask you about hope. Because a lot of people might be sitting in a stressful job, maybe have that pull to come home or go and make a life shake up, but it's easier not to. Mm -hmm. Uh, More often than not, it's easier to experience the burnout and continue in something that's uncomfortable. As someone who's gone around and through and out the other side of it, what has been some of the joys that you've found that we can feel inspired by?
0: Oh, I think
1: it's easy to talk about this shit that's hard you know, recognize it. But what are some of the good parts of making those really bold difficult decisions?
0: I think it's so empowering once you get on the other side of that decision and know that you can survive it. Like, holy shit, it's so empowering. And I just feel like sometimes, you know, we have these really big fears and you're like, well, no, everything's going to go to shit. And then you're like, what if it doesn't go to shit? And actually things work out for you. Like instead of going, what could go wrong, go what could go right. Mm. And I remember when I was about to leave the job, someone said to me, oh, fortune favors the brave or something like that. And I was like, oh, I love that. And that really stuck with me because I think when you do make bold decisions, you do get rewarded for it mm. in some way, shape or form. And, um, and yeah, it, look, it might not be right, but at least you learn from it, you know, I think- if you're really hearing that nudge I know it's scary But there is a reason Why it keeps coming up mm-hmm. And you have to listen to that Because if you don't listen to it now Then you're going to pay for it down the track That's just personally my my thoughts And diving into the unknown It's scary but it can be so so rewarding
1: That's beautiful um, My last question for you is What does your brain look like If it was a C sea? <laughs>
0: Tangled, does it
1: like a tangled what? Like yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, my partner just—he sometimes jokes about what's on inside my brain. Like there's yeah. a lot going on. Oh, actually no, I've been told before. Like you know those monkeys clapping the symbols. Yes, symbol monkey. Great. <laughs> right. <I'm a> <laughs> You've got a symbol monkey. Okay. With lots and lots of wires. <laughs> oh, good. And so the symbols
1: are like—are they tiny or know. are they caught in wires?
0: Uh, or maybe like actually. Skipping ropes, maybe not wires, skipping ropes just tangled all around with monkeys clapping symbols. Now are these
1: the skipping ropes from PE, they had the black knobs, the yellow knobs, the red. I'm thinking
0: colorful. I you think they need some color in there. Got it. Yeah. Yep, yep, so yep. not black and white, that's for sure. Okay. It's a bit more okay. abstract. Okay. <laughs> Next time I see a symbol monkey, I'm gonna
1: send you a photo. I'll be like, oh PJ, how it's is she? You, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a random description of my brain i love it i think that we're all like yeah i can relate to that that's perfect um well i hope that the skipping ropes don't get caught up like any old headphones do when you put them in a
0: drawer i hope they're neatly coiled and oh, they're not, they are so disorganized and all over the shop, but that's okay. That's actually we, one of my skills. We're thriving with, in chaos.
1: With thriving and chaos. One of my skills is untangling things. So I can come and help you with those Thank scary marks in your brain. I've got that the patience. That's um I love you. Thank you for your time today and thank you for being um yes. really open and honest. I appreciate it. I think that it's really inspiring this pivot that you're taking and and if you are having any doubts know that you are going to be the most amazing mother and what an absolute delight of a child that gets to grow up with not only like a funny, a fucking cool and honest a raw and a compassionate mother. Like I think we would all definitely put our hand up for that. So, um, well, I think you you're can. gonna be bloody fine. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can check in in six months. <laughs> we'll do our annual checkup. This is great. This is like Polly and I were doing our doctor visit with each other. I was like, <laughs> "How I'll are you? How are we going? How's just... the brain looking?" Yeah. Um, but I love you dearly. Go and enjoy your afternoon. And thank you for your time. Thank you, Kate.
0: All the love and all the best. Go get it.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pretty Depressed. A massive shout out to our executive producer, Kevin Connolly, and the amazing production team at Action Park Media. Now, I love validation, so please subscribe to this podcast. Give me five stars. Write some nice comments is what I live for. I need it to get through my day. Uh, you can also check us out at prettydepressed underscore on Instagram or send any feedback to Podcast at gmail.com. Cheers.